Well, good morning, Family Church. It is so good to be here this morning and to be sharing with you all. So we have been in our series of What Are You Carrying? And over the last two weeks, Sean has been doing an amazing job of unpacking things in our lives that we can carry, such as fear and worry, shame and guilt, and things that we can hold on to ourselves. And instead of us, you know, being free, it they actually weigh us down. And today I want to talk about letting things go and about carrying the weight of unforgiveness. So many people will often hear the word unforgiveness and sometimes may switch off and think, oh, I've forgiven everyone. I've accepted God's forgiveness. I'm completely fine. And if that's you, that's absolutely fantastic. Other people may hear these words and it may hurt your heart straight away because it's a touchy subject. And often often when we talk about forgiveness and holding on to grudges and those sort of things, it can really be a sore topic for many people, especially if you've been hurt and there's been things in your life that have been hard to let go of. So let's start off by just praying and just giving this to God and then we'll carry on. Father, we just thank you for this morning. I thank you, Father, for everyone who's hearing these words. And we just pray right now, Lord, that, Father, may it be your words that goes out. May you speak to every heart and every life. For anyone who feels like that they are carrying this weight of unforgiveness, I pray that today, Lord, that your words will minister to them. In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. So people are great, right? People, if you know anyone, you have a relationship with anyone, having relationship with, with people can be awesome. People can do great things. They can be kind, they can be loving, and they can make life a complete joy. However, the reality of doing life with people also means that there are times that people are not going to be so great. There's going to be times where we're going to feel let down. There's going to be times where people may cause us hurt or pain. And so in any healthy relationship, in any healthy friendship, and even in having a healthy heart, forgiveness has to be one of the key components. So what is forgiveness? Forgiveness simply means to let go to let go of the hurt, bitterness and anger. So if we were to look at what would unforgiveness mean, mean, that would simply be to hold on, to hold on to hurt, to hold on to bitterness and to hold on to anger. So many people may think, well, as long as that person's in my life, they don't matter. I don't have to see them anymore. I can cut them out of my life. I don't need to have anything to do with them. So why exactly do we need to forgive? Well, there's a great verse in Colossians 3.13 and it reads, Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. I love how this verse starts. Since God 
chose you to be the holy people he loves. If you're someone who calls yourself a child of God, that he's chosen you to be holy. He asks us to do a few things. He tells us that we need to put on tenderheartedness, put on mercy and kindness and humility. And as I read earlier, it goes on to say, forgive anyone who offends you. You see, forgiveness is central to the gospel. When we forgive others, we obey God. And not only that, but it has benefits for us. It stops us from getting bitter. I believe God has always known that forgiveness is not always the easiest thing to do. And that's why he gives many examples on the importance of forgiveness. In the Lord's Prayer, he, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So that is saying that every time we pray, we would be reminded that the same way that we come to God for forgiveness is the same way that we need to extend forgiveness to others. As we pray, God wants us to be reminded to daily stop and check our hearts and make sure that we're not getting the root of unforgiveness growing in us. For many of us, that might be quite hard because when someone does something to us, sometimes we like sulking a little bit. Sometimes we like holding on to the offence and having a reason to moan and groan and be annoyed and be frustrated. But God does not ask us to do that. God asks us to forgive. And do you know what? For someone, for me, my own life, having to go on journeys of forgiveness, sometimes forgiveness can feel easy when you don't really know the people and they don't really have a voice in your life and they don't really matter. But when it's someone that you trusted, someone that you loved and you're suddenly hurt by them, Forgiving others can be really hard. When it's someone that maybe betrays you or lies to you or lets you down, it can be so hard because it's a real pain and it's a real hurt. But God wants us to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean it did not hurt or it didn't happen. Now, one of the biggest things that stops people from forgiving is not understanding the difference between forgiveness and trust. You see, forgiveness is I refuse to hold on to what you've done. I'm letting it go. Trust takes wisdom. When you when you trust someone again you and you reconcile with someone again, that's a journey that God wants to lead us through in his way. And that will look different for people. For some, it may be creating distance and removing ourselves from a situation or a relationship. And for others, it may be reconciliation. But we won't know what that next step is or what God is asking us to do if we don't first let go and cast that unforgiveness to God. And when we give it to God, God will, in his wisdom, with his Holy Spirit, lead us on the journey that he wants us to go. Sometimes people say, no, I refuse to forgive because they're going to hurt me over and over again. But God wants us to forgive and trust him to guide us in that relationship.
when we hold on to anger, bitterness and resentment, especially in the family home, it will cause disunity. We can feel hurt and offended at times, but we shouldn't live in that hurt and offense. Now, there's an account in the Bible where the disciples are with Jesus and the disciples were with Jesus many, many times, as we know when you read the Gospels. Now, as they're with Jesus, Jesus tells them, if your brother or someone you know sins against you, does something that is not right to you, go ahead and speak to them about it. And with the hope that those things will be sorted out. Now, this is must have struck a chord with Peter. Who knows what was going on in Peter's world? Because what happens is that when when the disciples asked, when the disciples, when sorry, when Jesus tells the disciples that they need to go and sort it out, Peter approaches Jesus. Jesus. It says in the Bible that um, Peter came to Jesus and another version says later Peter approached Jesus. So he obviously needed to know more about this forgiveness thing. And he said to Jesus, how many times am I meant to forgive when my brother sins against me? He was basically saying, how often, Jesus, how am I meant to forgive someone who keeps hurting me? And this is found in Matthew chapter 18. And Peter asked him, Jesus, is it seven times? Is seven times enough? Now, when Peter said seven times, he was sure that he was being generous because the Jews believed that three times was a good amount to show forgiven spirit. When you look at the Old Testament, when when God himself talks about forgiving, he would often say three times. So when when Peter's saying seven times, he's thinking, Jesus, I'm being so generous right now. But Jesus says to him, no, not seven times, Peter, but 70 times seven. For many of us, like Peter, we probably would have felt disheartened at that moment. Because maybe when God asks you to forgive, you're wondering, is he trying to minimize your pain or your hurt? Is it like as if God's deflecting and rather than saying um, hurting with us, he's asking us to focus on ourselves. But God's not doing that. What he's actually trying to do is release us and help us to fix our eyes on a kingdom mentality. It carries on in Matthew chapter 18 from verse 21. And it says, then Peter came to him and asked him, Lord, how often should I forgive? As we just heard. And Jesus told him 70, 70 times seven, which is 490 times. And so Jesus doesn't stop there. He carries on and he gives, he tells Peter this parable, which I'm going to read to you all. And it says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven can be compared to a king who decided to bring his accounts up to date with servants who had borrowed money from him. In the process, one of his debtors was brought in who owed him millions of dollars. He couldn't pay. 
So his master ordered that he be sold along with his wife, his children and everything he owned to pay the debt. But the man fell down before his master and begged him, please be patient with me and I will pay it all. Then his master was filled with pity for him and he released him and forgave his debt. But when the man left the king, he went to a fellow servant who owed him a few thousand dollars. He grabbed him by the throat and demanded instant payment. His fellow servant fell down before him and begged for a little more time. Be patient with me and I will pay it, he pleaded. But his creditor wouldn't wait. He had the man arrested and put in prison until the debt could be paid in full. When some of the servants saw this, they were very upset. They went to the king and told him everything that had happened. Then the king called in the man he had forgiven and said, you evil servant, I forgave you that tremendous debt because you pleaded with me. Shouldn't you have mercy on your fellow servant just as I had mercy on you? Then the angry king sent the man to prison to be tortured until he paid his entire debt. Jesus goes on to say, that's what my heavenly father would do to you if you refuse to forgive your brothers and sisters from your heart. After Peter asking this, that must have hurt his heart a little bit. What, Jesus? So if someone's done something bad to me, I'm the one who's not going to be forgiven if I don't forgive them. And you see, Jesus was trying to get Peter to have this heavenly mentality that the gospel isn't simply about receiving forgiveness. It's also about giving forgiveness. When we walk in the things of God, God doesn't just want us to live a great life because we've been forgiven. He wants us to extend that onto other people. The thing about hurt and pain is that the person who hurt you cannot change the past. They will never be able to repay you. And as you look at this parable, when you look at the king, Jesus was saying that this, this guy owed the king millions of dollars. It was impossible for this guy to pay him back. And what Jesus was doing in that moment was he was liking it to, to our own lives, that we've messed up so bad when we look according to our holy God and the standard he sets before us. And there was nothing we could do to ever pay him back. So instead, what does the king do? The king freely forgives him. And that's exactly what Jesus wants us to do. If you've had awful parents right now, they can't turn back the clock and give you a good childhood again. If you had hurtful friends or spouses, they'll never be able to take those words back or take that pain back. Maybe you're the one who's caught up in guilt and shame and you can't forgive yourself. You cannot undo your mistakes. And in this parable, Jesus was trying to highlight that. That whatever is owed, whatever the mistake is, cannot be changed. That man would never been able to pay back the kin. Those people that hurt you will never be able to turn back the clock. 
But what Jesus was trying to say, that the same way he extends and releases his hand of forgiveness to us is the same way he wants us to do it for other people. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 13 to 14, it says, You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. He cancelled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. I love the part here where it says God made you alive with Christ for he forgave all our sins. Often when it comes to forgiveness, we forget how much we owed, how much we messed up. But what God wants us to be reminded of is that he will help us. He doesn't ask you to forgive alone. He never asks you to forgive in your own strength and in your own mercy and in your own grace. No, he gives us all of the strength that we need, all of the mercy and grace that we need so we can extend it to other people. So what happens when someone never asks for forgiveness? We can't always change what happened. We can't twist their arm and make them say sorry. See, forgiving other people, it won't change the past, but it changes your soul. It allows our heart not to get bitter and angry. Forgiveness is giving to others the very same thing that God gives to us. So when we stop letting unforgiveness steal our soul, steal our joy, what happens is joy returns back when we forgive. Happiness and peace and the life that God had for you. God wants you to be free. So what can we do? There's nothing wrong with acknowledging the hurt and the pain that has been caused to you or by you. We will always be able to justify why someone should be hated and not forgiven. But instead of putting up our own armor of unforgiveness, thinking that it will protect us, we need to lay it down and allow God to be the one who protects us. We need to lay down that armor that we think is of unforgiveness because all it's doing is building wars in our lives that stops us from letting anyone else in. In the end, our armor of unforgiveness only hurts us. But when we lay it down, when we lay it at the foot of the cross, God's armor empowers us and makes us strong to face injustices and hurts. It softens our hearts and causes us to forgive. We always need to remember that we don't, God's not telling us that we have to pretend it never happened, whatever it may be. You can acknowledge it. It happened and it hurt. But then we pull it at the foot of the cross, trusting that God will help us. We also, we remember God's forgiveness. We remember what he done for us. And then we let it go. We let it go. 
we rip it up. Whatever those fins are, whatever those pe people, whatever, whoever those people are who have done things that have hurt you, that have held you captive, you let it go. You give it to God and you trust that God will heal your heart. God can't heal your heart when there's a wall of unforgiveness around, around it because we, won't, we don't let him in. So we let it go and we move forward. And then the last thing in Matthew chapter 5, verse, 30, verse 44, sorry, Jesus asks us to pray. Pray for our enemies. Pray for the ones that have hurt us. Pray for the ones that have let us down. Pray for them. And God will empower you to do those things. I want to pray for anyone this morning. Maybe you've heard this message and you're like, nope, I can't. It's too hard. That's, that's okay. God can meet you where you're at and he can help you. But what you need to do is humble yourselves and ask him. Humble yourselves and cast your burdens onto him and trust that God will heal you. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you for anyone today who's heard this message and they know in their heart that they feel like the man who had a debt, who'd been forgiven for, by the king, who's been forgiven by you, Lord, but still struggles to forgive others. And we just ask right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, will you help them let it go? Will you help them release this weight of unforgiveness? And will you help them cast it at your feet, Lord? Father God, for the ones that are, who've been hurt, I just pray healing over their lives. I pray that you just touch them right now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just thank you for who you are and what you did on that cross for us. And we just pray, Lord, that people will just begin to trust you in everything you ask them to do. Father, will you surround them with people who can help speak wisdom into their lives? And will your Holy Spirit teach them everything they need to know in the area of forgiveness? In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, we just, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and for listening. We trust that God is just going to use his word to speak to you in the area of unforgiveness. Forgive yourself, forgive others, and trust God to bring freedom into your lives. Awesome.